When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. These are the audio notes of Dr. Jamie McBillan-Berry aboard the DSS Amphitrite. I'm recording these notes for review by the board of the Casino Memorial Research Fund. Assuming that the station doesn't break off the side of this trench and plummet to the bottom, sending us all to our deaths. The Amphitrite has been experiencing some rumbling and a little bit of shaking, and I've been seeing clouds outside my porthole window sometimes. I'm not actually sure what they are. Thinking back, I remember seismic activity was mentioned as a possibility in some of the paperwork about the station. Someone stationed here would have to be comfortable with a few minor earthquakes, like you might experience living in California. But there hadn't been anything until recently. At least, nothing I noticed. The occasional ground rattle is one thing when you're at sea level, but I think it's pretty safe to say that the further you are from sea level, the more alarming it gets. This far down, I don't mind saying in the privacy of my own office, well, in the theoretically somewhat lesser privacy of my audio notes, that it's more than a little alarming. Sure, we're submerged under thousands of feet of water, and if the station broke down, it could be drowned or crushed or suffocated or die a hundred other ways in an instant. But at least I wasn't worrying about the stability of the very bedrock the station is built into. Until now. Come in. Jamie. How are those pipes holding up? No new leaks. I think. Good. Good. Look, that patch job should be solid, but the way the station's been rattling lately, I wanted to take a look. Maybe put a few more spots of welding on there. Yeah, that'd be... Uh, Wait, is it not safe? How much time are you going to need? Well, it won't be ten minutes. It's plenty safe. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Just making sure everything's extra double secure in case these quakes get more serious. Sure... Okay, well, I'll be back in ten minutes, then. Or you could stay. I won't be a bother much. No, no, I don't want to distract you or interrupt your very important work. Have fun with your pipes. I'm just gonna... I'm... Bye. Come on. Jamie, a pleasure to have you in the lab as always. You've just missed Mona, though. She's out collecting some samples. Apparently, the seismic activity is affecting the current patterns, and some of her favorite nematode colonies are positively abuzz with activity. Oh, that's fine. Jack's in my office doing some more patching on the pipes, so I wanted to be elsewhere for a bit. It didn't spring a leak again. No, no, thank goodness. Uh, as you can see, I am not covered in grey water this time. 
Jack just wanted to well, check the patch job on my pipes because of the quakes and maybe add a little more work to make sure it's solid. Good idea, the way things have been pecking up lately. Not sure how much he'll accomplish by adding to that patch job, though. Hmm. I meant to ask you about the quakes, Hamish. You're our resident rock star. Quite. <laughs> so, what's the deal? What's going on? Aye, things have been a bit unsteady lately, haven't they? It's quite exciting. You say exciting. I say concerning. Mm, fair. I take comfort in the fact that if we are all going to die, then we're going to die regardless of whether your pipes are patched. If something catastrophic happens... It's going to happen, and there is almost certainly not a thing we can do about it. That's a bleak way of looking at it. Is it? There's only so much we can prepare for and prevent. Beyond that, our fates are very much in the hands of whatever higher power you might believe in. Or not. Hamish, that's not comforting at all. Really? (laughs) I beg your pardon. I find it extremely comforting. We do what we can... But there's only so much we can do. (sighs) All right. Anyway, what is going on? Is the station in any danger? Well, setting aside the matter of there only being so much we could do if something did happen, I will say that, given the historical levels of activity in this area, the station will probably be fine. I wish you would sound a little more confident about that. I wish I were a little more confident in the construction of the station, but I'm far too familiar with contract work for confidence. Okay, but let's not talk about the station. What's happening outside? In the time I've been down here, it's been pretty quiet until recently. You're familiar with the basics, plate tectonics, etc.? Well, I do have some vague memories of middle school earth science. Here on the edge of the Marianas Trench... One plate is slowly sliding underneath another at a pace that makes a glacier look like a cheetah. Sometimes the two plates grinding against each other cause earthquakes, rock slides, the occasional magma eruption. Does that also explain the clouds of whatever it is that I've been seeing outside my porthole lately? Sediment getting stirred up by the tremors and water currents mostly. Right. So this is what? Weather? Plate tectonics weather? More or less. Thunderstorms, you might say. But below ground instead of above it. Okay, but do you think it's going to stop soon? Or is this going to be continuing for a while? Are we in any danger? Believe it or not, it's actually good for us to get an extended period of activity like this, so long as the station holds up and our geothermal plant doesn't get disrupted. It's like a release valve, letting off some of the pressure of the plates rubbing against each other. Hang on. The station could be fine, but our power could get cut off? Aye. The station operates on geothermal power, which comes from tunneling deep, well, deeper, into the Earth's crust and piping water down until it's superheated and returns upward as steam, which powers turbines, which generates the electricity the station uses to operate. Right. But that system is more vulnerable than the station's hull? Better to say definitely vulnerable. The station might not spring a leak, but the boreholes we've drilled could be obstructed, slowing or even stopping the flow of water. There are things we can do to clear a blockage, 
but it might get very cold and dark in the meantime. You're just full of disconcerting scenarios today. Hmm. Apologies. So, I did ask, but let's talk about something else now. Can I see what you're working on? Certainly. Pull up a stool and take a look at the screen. I've got live feeds from a few different sensors here, and even a few fresh rock samples we've been able to pick up with the ROVs. Oh, come on, no. What is that? Oh, hey, um, it's a, it's a pressurized box for collecting deep-sea specimens, and uh, science, it's a science box for science. What's up with you? Uh, Jack is doing some preemptive extra patching on those pipes in my office, so I thought I'd swing by instead of um, watching him work. I see. And since you weren't here, Pamish was entertaining me by showing off his rock collection and telling me all about how the station probably isn't going to fall off the trench wall and kill all of us. But also that if it is going to, there's really no sense in worrying about it because we certainly won't be able to prevent it. Yep, he's like that all the time. Aye, and don't pretend you don't find it amusing. (laughs) We share too much lab time to not have made peace with each other's quirks. You're right. Jamie, this is what life is truly like on the Amphitrite. A lab partner working in a field completely unrelated to yours, who knows your sense of humor far too well and somehow still manages to be both annoying and entertaining. You know the feeling is mutual, Dr. Ramirez. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, it is my job to analyze how people behave down here. Don't think I'm not taking notes on you, uh, um, you two, especially since you're the only ones who seem to actually get along. Jamie? We get along. Of course. I think we get along the best. Uh, I'm not counting myself. My research is a lot fuzzier than the hard sciences, but I'm pretty sure there's something written down somewhere about not involving yourself in your own experiments. If you think about it, really it's just Asperos and Peterson that are the problem. Technically, Phaedra's got authority over all of us, so she can only get so friendly with anyone without risking the appearance of favoritism. And not that Sydney's inclined to be besties with any of us in the first place, but they've got that bad blood since... Well, before you came down here. What about Jack? (laughs) Jack is... Well, he's... Jack. He thinks he gets along better with everyone than he actually does, which leaves us two paragons of normality here to be... Oh. What? What? Um... Ah. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I'll just um, put this away. Please. Jamie, that patch job in your office should be done by now. Perhaps we should get you back there and away from Mona's biological horrors. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that right now. Man, I really hoped that was going to work. Deep breaths. Here you go. Okay, thanks. I'm I'm fine. It just it just exploded. Jamie, came back to watch me finish. You're just in time. No. Well done, Jack. Thank you for all your hard work, etc., etc. There you go. Should be solid till these tremors subside. If they subside. If? 
What else would happen? And isn't it part of your job to tell us if they're going to continue or get worse? They might stop, they might continue, or they might get worse. Accurate, nuanced, useful seismic activity prediction is about as far from a perfect science as weather forecasting. Farther, in fact, to be entirely honest. You're saying even you don't know what's going to happen? Not one hint whatsoever? In the case of a catastrophic event, it's more likely than not that I'd be able to provide sufficient notice for us to evacuate in time. Even if I knew, though, I couldn't change anything. All I can do is recommend evacuation. That's so reassuring. What I can't predict is how much more of this rambling we might be in for, or how much the station can take before somewhere a rivet pops that can't be fixed. Look here, Doc. I'll keep this station in good shape. Oh, God. You're only one man, Jack. And this is a large station, with frequent comings and goings by other very large underwater craft. You can only do so much to keep this plane in the air. To borrow a vastly inappropriate metaphor. In your scientific observation, exactly how many law-threatening station safety incidents have you experienced since you came down here? Exactly zero. You don't think that after two years it's settled that the station is basically fine? Tell me, Mr. Vernon, if I could say that we'll continue to have varying levels of seismic activity for, I don't know, two weeks, but that it won't be severe enough to exceed what I've been informed as the level at which we must evacuate, what would you do? I'd... I would keep a close eye on the monitors... Do more inspection patrols, so that if anything broke, I could fix it. Because that's my job. And if something breaks while you're already doing repairs elsewhere, then what? Then I'll fix that next. What if it's in a lab? In the living quarters? Hamish. Then maybe someone will lose some data, or have to do laundry once it gets fixed. It's not going to be a total disaster. To paraphrase the astronaut John Glenn, we're wrapped up in two million different parts, all built by the lowest bidder on contract. If there's a single panel or bolt designed to do better than the contracting specs called for, I'll eat that monstrosity Mona just brought him. That's what the specs are for. If it's built to spec, we're safe. Aye. Because trusting enormous corporations to create safe working conditions for their employees has historically been a very safe bet. Not to mention trusting construction companies to actually build to specs without cutting any corners. Who's going to construct a deep-sea station 6,000 meters below surface level that doesn't even last three years? Skylab only lasted six and I've had the backing of the U.S. government. Hey, Skylab, what's that? It's a lot easier to send replacement parts down here than it is to send them to bloody space. And they want this place to turn a profit, right? Can't do that if it falls apart. Tax write-offs, business restructuring, the desire to spend the money they invest here on some other program. Public sympathy, difficult card to play considering they built it. But a skilled PR firm could spin just about anything as an unavoidable, tragic, natural disaster. Look, think whatever you like about surface projects, but there's no sense in taking the risk of having to rebuild the whole station within three years and having to deal with the bad press of the first one being destroyed. There's cutting corners 
and there's downright bloody stupidity. Hopefully we'll never know which side they've come down on. Well, you ever need pipes in the lab patched? You feel free to send the work order right up topside, so better contract specs can be written up. <laughs> no, I'm not doubting your skills, Mr. Vernon. It's strictly as I said, that you're only one person who can be in one place at one time, and I don't trust this station not to spring two leaks at once. It's not a reflection on the quality of your work. Sure. I'm done here. Later, Doc. Jamie. Wow, Hamish. And here I thought you got along with everyone. I wasn't trying to cast aspersions on Mr. Vernon's work. If the station does fail, it's not going to be his fault. Well, I suspect that wasn't his takeaway from the conversation. Mm. In any case, is your stomach quite settled? I should get back to the lab and check my seismographs. Make sure we aren't, in fact, in danger of needing to evacuate. Right. Yeah, that's important. You go do that. I'll be fine. (laughs) Take care, Jamie. Bye, Hamish. So, the station might be fine, or it might not. We might be about to die due to seismic bad weather, or we might not. Hamish will probably be able to give us advanced warning of anything that's going to be bad enough that we should evacuate. We hope. Even if the station does survive this seismic activity, that still leaves the six of us here trapped in a very fancy tin can where the only people who seem to sincerely get along with each other are Hamish and Mona. Not counting myself, I mean. I get along with Hamish and Mona. But hey, everything's a trade-off, right? There are new and exciting dangers inherent to living down here, but there are also dangers inherent to normal surface life that we don't have to contend with. I mean, there's no chance of me getting mugged and murdered in a dark alleyway tomorrow. I won't be killed driving home from work in a completely unexpected and unforeseeable car accident. I'm trying to look on the bright side here. It's... I'm scared, okay? I was doing alright. I was getting used to living down here, and now there's this whole new and different set of dangers that I wasn't even thinking about. But there's nothing I can do about it unless I want to quit and head back up to the surface, and that that would be giving up completely. I, I can't do that. People adjust to new circumstances all the time. Even unthinkable ones. I already got used to living in a deep-sea station thousands of meters below the surface. This is just just another aspect of that. I just have to get through each day, and over time, the fear will fade. Hopefully, anyway. And in the interim, I guess I'll... I don't know. Listen to a soothing white noise generator or something. (sighs) Whatever. Either we're all gonna die, or we aren't. This might be, but hopefully isn't. The final audio notes transmission of Dr. Jamie McMillan Berry signing off. Under Pressure is a production of the Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Phoebe Siders and directed by Margaret Clark and Phoebe Siders. The role of Jamie McMillan Berry was played by Madison Schaefer. 
The role of Jack Vernon was played by Zach Valenti. The role of Dr. Hamish Turin was played by Peter Coleman. And the role of Dr. Mona Ramirez was played by Thea Rogers. The show is edited by Aaron S. and our music is composed by Dominic Wright. To find out more, please visit underpressurepodcast.com or you can find us on Twitter at u underscore p underscore podcast or on Tumblr at underpressurepodcast.tumblr.com. If you'd like to support us, the show is on Patreon at patreon.com slash underpressure. Please remember to rate and review. Thank you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.